0: From what what the Marine Corps taught me, first things that I said in that little um, uh, booklet was the inevitability of change. In fact, I quoted Marcus Aurelius uh, lived 2,000 years ago. He was a philosopher king, and and we think 2,000 years ago is pretty stupid. Right. <laughs> Marcus Aurelius is talking about the only thing constant in life is change. Yeah. So. We have, from the start, made sure that everybody in our, uh, out to speak, understands that uh, if you don't change, you are going to uh, We We've just worked that. Years. We expanded first internationally, then we expanded.
1: Welcome to the National Defense. The National Defense is dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I am Randy Miller. Fred Smith was born just outside of Memphis, Tennessee in 1944. After graduation, Smith was commissioned in the U.S. Marine Corps, serving for three years as a platoon leader and a forward air controller. He served two tours of duty in Vietnam, was honorably discharged in 1969 with the rank of captain, having received the Silver Star, the Bronze Star, and two Purple Hearts, he went on to become the founder, chairman, and CEO of FedEx. We're honored to have Fred Smith here on the National Defense. Welcome into the National Defense. It's Randy Miller and Jerry Newberry. And Jerry, uh, we've got uh, another part of our executive leadership series we're doing. Man, I'm telling you. It doesn't get much bigger than this. No. What a pleasure. Fred Smith, the founder and CEO of FedEx, is on with us. Fred, how are you? I'm doing fine. How about you guys? Good. Doing great, man. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Fred. It is uh, absolutely an honor to have you on the program. And if we can start off by uh, your military history, you know, it's so great to talk about people who have been in the military and have gone on to do some great things. And you're a prime example of that. But if you can tell us a little bit about your military history, that'd be great.
0: Well, the first thing I'd suggest uh, is for anybody that's interested in that, Google up what the Marine Corps taught me by Frederick W. Smith, 2008, in the Naval Institute proceedings. It's a little two-page article, and, and basically what I say in that article is that almost everything I used to start and build FedEx, I learned in the Marine Corps and from the military. And it describes briefly my uh, military service. I was in uh, from 1966 to 1970 uh, during the Vietnam War, and most of my time in the Marine Corps was spent on my two tours in in Vietnam. And um, I was a platoon leader and a company commander in the 5th Marine Regiment, 3rd Battalion, and then later on, I went on and I was a A.O. and a forward air controller on my second uh, tour. Wow. And um, almost all of my time was spent in training or in Vietnam or going to and from Vietnam. So that's my military background.
2: Speaking your language here, Jerry. Yep. And uh, I wasn't in the Marine Corps, of course, but— uh... I, w- I was up in I-Corps, and w- mm-hmm. we probably uh, walked some of the same trails.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, pretty- <laughs> I was all over I-Corps. I went went ashore initially at Chulai and, uh, oh, yeah. from Okinawa, and then uh, we were all the way up to just north of uh, Huey and all the way west over uh, near the Aishau and yep. – uh, down to Antenna Valley and Anwa and all of that area. So anybody familiar with I-Corps will know those names I just spoke. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You didn't know Gunner Kent by any chance, did you?
0: No, uh, I don't it doesn't pop into my mind but i have to tell you at 74 there's a lot that doesn't pop in there anymore so. <laughs>
1: hey, you know fred we were just in dc for uh, veterans day and actually got to uh, meet a lot of the donut dollies yeah yeah we had mm-hmm. uh, there's a bunch of them maybe 60 at a luncheon yeah wow. 60 yeah. and and those women mm-hmm. uh, you you talk about some some brave and independent women that, mm-hmm, that's,
2: that's a, sure. I, I was a little yep. bit scared, Fred, because I think I proposed to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of well, them. That,
0: that's definitely possible. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Hey,
1: Fred, uh, FedEx I- as a company, can you give us some idea of the size and the magnitude of FedEx?
0: Well, FedEx has grown to be a very big company. Uh, we employ... Worldwide, uh, about 450,000 people. Wow. Uh, There are another 50,000 people that are involved in FedEx operations, but may be a licensee in one part of the world or another. Uh, We serve 220 countries. We operate about 670 airplanes, 180,000 vehicles. We move on a normal day about 14 million shipments in our wow that works <laughs> wow. of course in the peak season that we're now entering it'll be more than double that
2: I didn't know there was that many countries in the world yeah
0: really so we go to every we go to every country and territory that's not prohibited by the US government and i think wow. today that's four countries i i believe it's North Korea Syria Lebanon and I'm missing one there, maybe Sudan. but wow. uh, but every place else, uh, there's a there's a FedEx there. That's for sure.
2: That's amazing.
1: We're talking to Fred Smith, founder and CEO of FedEx here on the National Defense. And Fred, it's also a great story about companies that started back when and that have kept up and evolved and have now gone to that the the innovations you need. To, to mm-hmm. move forward. And yeah. you know, a lot of these companies that started back when FedEx did don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Com- what companies? Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. But, sure. but I, I mean, what have you guys done well, and, and have you kind of kept up and, and even uh, moved forward with it, all the advancements? It,
2: and it, didn't deregulation have something to do with, with a lot of the freight companies going by the wayside?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, The deregulation of transportation, which we were right in the middle of uh, in the early and mid-1970s, was uh, a very important development most people don't know anything about. But from 77 through 1994, the Congress passed legislation that got the federal government out of the uh, pricing and rates and routes of rail carriers, truckload carriers, air carriers. And uh, when that started, the logistics costs were about $0.16 cents out of every dollar in the U.S. economy, and now it's about $0.09. Cents. Wow. So without this deregulation, you wouldn't have FedEx, you wouldn't have Walmart, you wouldn't have Target, you wouldn't have... Hmm. Uh, Swift Knight, uh, Big Truckload Carrier, J.B. Hunt, uh, Amazon. None of those companies would exist absent deregulation, and we were right in the middle of all of those uh, legislative uh, fights. And then the same thing happened internationally in aviation beginning in the mid-1990s, and that's why you can basically get on a plane and fly— within 24 hours to any point in the globe as the governments in the main got out of regulating air transportation and let the market decide.
2: How did FedEx come out, let's say, on top? Because it had to be a a melee with with all those companies trying to uh, position themselves.
0: Well, uh, we actually had a unique concept. Uh, The problem was the regulatory regime didn't anticipate what we wanted to do, it was essentially a system set up for the regulation of passenger air transportation, and you had to have a license from the government to do it. Uh, the problem was the government hadn't issued any new licenses in the, the mid-1930s. So, wow. Um, It really was a convergence of a number of interests where the Democrats and the Republicans came together and the airlines recognized that they would be better off in a free market environment where they could fly when and where they wanted to and charge what they needed to charge and be able to discount for night flights or last flight or today, you know, charging you for bags or giving you a low cost. Uh, ticket. And and so when the regulatory regime changed, first for air cargo and then for passenger airlines the next year, all sorts of good things happened, including mm-hmm. FedEx's concept of having an air ground door-to-door uh, delivery system was permitted, where prior to that deregulation, we would have never been able to, to do that. We could have never gotten the license to do it. So it was hugely important to us
1: man it's it's a great story, and you know that story is still continuing because you got to feel like especially now it's a different world since amazon and and all these different dynamics have changed. What do you guys do to to keep up with all of that?
0: Well, you know uh, when I wrote the original uh, manager's guide for FedEx again which was largely taken from what what the Marine Corps taught me. One of the first things that I said in that little um, uh, booklet was the inevitability of change. In fact, I quoted Marcus Aurelius, who was a guy that, you know, was... Uh, lived 2,000 years ago. He was a philosopher king, and, and we think 2,000 years ago was pretty stable compared to our age. And right. <laughs> Marcus Aurelius is talking about the only thing constant in life is change. Yeah. So we have, from the start, made sure that everybody in our uh, outfit, so to speak, understands that uh, if you don't change, you are going to become extinct. And uh, we, we've just worked that issue over the years. We expanded first internationally, then we expanded into the ground parcel business, then we expanded into the, to the freight business and so forth. But it's all built around that inevitability and that necessity of constantly changing to meet the, the world as it evolves. And, and an integral part of that, and perhaps maybe the biggest part of it, is to make sure that you are technically adept. You have to have great technology uh, to run large, complex organizations today. And we were a real leader in that. We invented at FedEx the ability to track and trace a package. Everybody takes Hmm. that for granted today. But When we started, the way the shipping industry worked is you gave your package or your pallet to somebody and you hope it came out on the other end. <laughs> right. Yeah, But we invented the ability to track and trace the package. And eventually we migrated that into people's shipping rooms and then into their personal computers. And of course, now onto your mobile telephone where we send you a notice and tell you that the package is going to be there between one and three o'clock. And if you need to to Divert it to uh, Walgreens where you can pick up a FedEx package or a FedEx office will do that for you too. So I think you've got to be willing to change and recognize that change is inevitable and you've got to use technology to, to make sure that you have the most efficient and uh, customer friendly operations possible. That's been the key.
2: FedEx has been on uh, the cutting edge since you started the company. Is there anything we can anticipate seeing? In the somewhat near future, technology-wise, it, it's new and exciting.
0: Well, I think you'll see some new and exciting technology. But if I showed you what, if I told you what it was, I mean, I'd have to come over there and drop a hand grenade on on <laughs> because all, all our competitors would know but, that. Well,
2: well oh, geez, now I can't go by by. <laughs> well, now,
1: wait, wait a second, now, Fred. Would the, would the yeah. hand grenade be dropped by drone? No, it could
0: be. It okay. could all be. Right. We, you might have seen where FedEx was just authorized uh, by the DOT as one of, I, I can't remember how many locations and uh, companies they permitted to do it, but we have some extensive drone operations here, in Memphis. doing all kinds wow. of interesting things. We're running drones down the runway to check for foreign object damage, or FOD, as it's called in the aviation business. We're using drones to go way up top on our tails of our 777 airplanes where it used to take a mechanic and, it, and not without risk, get up on this scaffolding to look for for defects and things of that nature. We, we, we have drone uh, activities underway with um, uh, our 208 airplanes, our little single-engine airplanes that fly into the outback, all kinds of things going on in terms of, automation and drones vehicle and aircraft
2: well uh, you know i told randy the other day i am really looking forward to the day when i'm getting my pizzas delivered by drone so i don't have to tip the delivery guy anymore
0: well it, it, it could happen and and that drone may or may not be flying but i don't think there's any question about the fact that that day is coming yeah
1: we're talking to fred smith founder and ceo of fedex here in the national defense I'd love to hear the story, That's a good and I've, story. I've heard a little part of this, about how FedEx came to be a part of the movie Castaway.
0: Well, um, I got to know Tom, who's a wonderful man and, and uh, you know, obviously a great actor, one of the Absolutely. greatest of all time, and certainly of our age. I got to know him because I was... Senator Bob Dole's co-chairman to build a World War II memorial in Washington. We did not have a World War II memorial, and it was a a national disgrace, and it took us about seven years to do it, but um, a big part of it was our decision to get a spokesperson, Hmm. and uh, we concluded the best person to do that would be Tom Hanks because of his iconic role in Saving Private Ryan. And I never will forget, Senator Dole and I called him and expected to have to really do a lot of persuading. We got about 20 seconds into the spiel, and Tom Hanks said, wait a minute, guys, I'm your man. And he said that uh, when he was young, he really didn't realize what uh, people had sacrificed to win World War II. And he went up on those bluffs above Normandy, and he saw all those cemeteries. And so he would do anything in the world that he could do to help us, and so he was our spokesperson. Wow! And Tom Brokaw, by the way, who wrote *The Greatest Generation*, was very helpful as well. So I knew and trusted Tom Hanks. And one day I got a call from a buddy of mine who had been a Marine Vietnam, Bill Broyles, who's one of the great screenwriters of of our uh, time and has done all kinds of things, but he. Done several movies with Tom Hanks and Bob Zemeckis, the great Zemeckis, sure. the great director, and he said, "I've got this idea, and I'm going to make this movie about a modern Robinson Crusoe, and the guy's got to gain sixty pounds and lose sixty pounds, and he doesn't speak for half of the movie, and there's only one guy that could do that, and Tom Hanks, and I want to make him a time obsessed FedEx guy, and if you let me do that." Uh, it'll be a $100 million infomercial for FedEx. So I knew Broyles well enough to know. I said, okay, Broyles, there's a catch in here. And he said, well, <laughs> we got to crash one of your planes. <laughs> but, so I told our marketing folks that I'd agreed with my friend Bill Broyles because he was doing this movie with Tom Hanks, who I admired greatly and knew that he could do it, that we were going to have a fictional crashing of a FedEx airplane and Tom Hanks was going to be, a time-obsessed FedEx guy, and the rest is history, and it did turn out to be, for all intents and purposes, a great promotional move.
2: As your marketing guy clutches his chest. Right, exactly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, he he, he was my partner for a long time, and and, 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 thank God the whole thing worked because he probably wouldn't have spoken to me, uh, and he's a great guy, Mike Uh, uh, Glenn. That's how that happened.
2: The, the, That's uh, great. This is going to make it tough on me because my twin brother uh, was in the Marine Corps. At the same time I was an Army paratrooper. Mm-hmm. I think he was with the Third Mardev. But yes. Anyway, you know, because you you just destroyed the stereotype of a Marine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you say
0: three words in a uh, you know, in a, in a continuous sentence yeah. like
2: And you don't eat crayons. That's right. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. well, we'll talk about the paratroopers at some time. Yeah. I was those guys up uh, west of Way, the one oh one, so who, that's, I know a lot about the paratroopers.
2: That's yeah. who I was with.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Great outfit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some of them even used um, uh, utensils to eat. <laughs>
1: You've spoken to lots of groups. You've spoken to lots of employees. These men and women that are coming out of the service now and that are having the, sometimes a, a pretty tough time transitioning out, what would you tell them, just a couple of pieces of advice, if their dream is to become the next Fred Smith or start their own deal or, or, uh, or, or get something established that's truly unique, what would you mm-hmm. tell them?
0: Well, I tell them, first of all, uh, they've had the the best preparation and training that you could possibly get for that. You know, I'm asked all the time. They said, uh, well, you went to Harvard Business School. And the truth of the matter is I never went to graduate school. The Vietnam War was going on with a vengeance, I'd been a PLC, so I had to go right in. And I usually say, well, yes, I went to graduate school, USMC, thinking they <laughs> hopefully heard the uh, University of Southern California.
2: But, <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, A'shaun <laughs> H- 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 Valley the, University. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, all kidding aside, I mean, the, the training uh, that, that the military and, and certainly the Marine Corps provides for its NCOs and its company-grade officers is the finest in the world. It you know how administration works, you know how organization works, you know how mission clarity works, all of those types of things. So the first thing is to leave the service with a sense of confidence in your abilities and what you've learned. Now, if you if you want to be an entrepreneur and start a business, that's, that's a different matter because there are lots of people trying to help veterans get employed, FedEx included in that, and we have all kinds of initiatives because we love to get former service members for the reasons I just said. They're so well-trained and they understand how organizations work. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got to have an idea that's that's differentiated and, and has a sustainable competitive advantage, and then you've got to put together a team and, and uh, exploit it. The good news about today's economy, as opposed to years ago, there's just all kinds of venture capital money out there that yeah. that can back a good idea. That wasn't the case, in, you know, in back in the back in the day. But it is today. But you got to put a lot of commitment into it, and you, you got to work hard. And um, so, whether you decide to go a career path in a, a more established company or be an entrepreneur, I think the background uh, that that. These service members got today, uh, which is second to none, uh, is, is w- they'll find is very useful in either of those pursuits.
2: Uh, we'd be really remiss, Randy, if we didn't uh, talk to Fred about all of the humanitarian work that oh, man. Uh, Federal yeah. Express is involved in. Can you touch on that, Fred, for us?
0: Well, you know, uh, we, we feel it's very important, uh, particularly for a $70 billion company like FedEx to do its part. And we have a lot of charitable initiatives, uh, safe kids, uh, all kinds of veterans initiatives, as we just talked about, uh, many, many educational um, endeavors, um, which I could talk about for, for hours. But one of the things we concluded a long time ago that with all of the logistics capabilities we have, all of the airplanes, all of the trucks, all of the facilities, that we were uniquely positioned to help in the case of disaster relief. And so we partnered up with a with a number of institutions, Heart to Heart, Direct Relief, uh, Red Cross, Water Missions, uh, there, there are several others that I'm, I'm uh, missing here. Team Rubicon. Sure. Uh, oh, and our wonderful group that has the emergency uh, uh, hospital that we move all around the world. So if there's a typhoon in the Philippines or an earthquake in Guatemala or a hurricane in in uh, the Gulf Coast or in Puerto Rico, we try to to spend our charitable dollars and, more importantly, our team members' uh, time in our FedEx CARES initiative to lend a hand. And it's very gratifying, and we're uniquely uh, positioned to do it to help these uh, organizations that I just mentioned to you. We also crew and maintain a flying eye hospital called Orbis, and it's one of the most wow. um, gratifying things you can think of. It flies all around the world to places that don't have access to eye care, and we these doctors and nurses that volunteer on the Orbus plane that's flown and maintained uh, by the the FedEx Air Operations Group. They've given sight to hundreds of thousands of people. People have been blind their whole lives, or wow. children. So we're very proud of our disaster relief and our humanitarian activities. And we do it because we, we have the tools to do it. It's like your house catching on fire and your neighbor's got a water hose. It's right. unconscionable for him not to let you use it. And so that's kind of the way we feel about it at FedEx. And our team members uh, love our involvement in those types of activities.
2: Wow, man, you're you're a great man, man. It's a great company with sure great employees, and I just want to say one thing: Welcome home, Marine.
0: Well, thank you very much. As I said in that little article I started off with, that you can look it up on Google. I, I'm un, unabashedly grateful to the U.S. Marine Corps and for teaching me what they taught me. I can't say all my experiences were were were. Um, you know, pleasant, but the yeah. the training and the, the leadership instruction and the Marine Corps, along with a, a lot of the U.S. military's units, are such outstanding organizations. I've always been grateful and tried to, to be loyal and help them any way I can.
2: What was the name of your drill instructor?
0: Uh, Sergeant Jensen, Staff Sergeant Jensen. I still remember that. Yep. <laughs> that <guy. laughs> hey, you Fr- never forget your DI.
1: Right? Right. <laughs> hey, Fred, you know, I'm such a fan of FedEx now. Uh, Jerry, I think we need to broadcast the show from a lot of the FedEx Cup events. The golf tournaments. Well, yeah. I mean, uh,
0: yeah. So if you guys want to go, you're welcome to it. I'll get you in there. That, after that, you're on your own. I don't play golf. I play I play tennis. You have to be way too uh, calm to play that. Down
2: there,
1: <laughs> hey, Fred, thank you so much for the time. I know you Thanks don't.
0: Thanks a eat- lot. And listen, let me say thank you to all of your uh, listeners on this. We appreciate your service and uh, for keeping us all safe and for the role that you play a- around the world. I was in Asia Last week, yeah, all over the place, and I, I thought about that all the time, all those uh, service members that are out there in the, in the Pacific, uh, you know, making the world safe. So yeah. we all appreciate you very much.
1: I know you don't give many interviews, and uh, just want to thank you yeah, so thanks, much for Fred. the time.
0: Appreciate it. Well,
1: it's a special audience. Thank you so I'm much. Glad to talk to you guys. Fred Smith, founder and CEO of FedEx, love to have you back.
0: Thanks a lot. We'll do that. All right. Thank Great. you, Fred. Bye-bye.
1: We'll be right back here on The National Defense. You know, you don't have to be a five-star general to be involved with The National Defense. You can subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at The National Defense. You've been listening to The National Defense. The National Defense is written and hosted by me, Randy Miller, and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us online at thenationaldefense.com.